Hello and welcome to a new episode of Doctrine and Doxology. We are very glad that you have joined us. I am Skylar Spradlin here with Larry Jones. Mr. Jones, how are you doing? The one and only is the here. The one and only. What's going on? Oh, uh, you know. I know. We fed BCM students today. That was fun. Yep. They ate. We ate. There was food. And we all ate. There was not food. There's food left over. Really? Yeah. Not, I mean, a little bit, yeah. Not yeah. a lot. Not a lot of bit. Enough to... Uh, enough to feed some. Feed to college tonight. Yeah. So, uh, that's good. little nostalgia going on here. Your old mic stand from the building fire has been recovered. Yes, it has. And we're having trouble with it. Yeah, I... Uh, Need some oil and some fine-tuning. This is actually, like, way, way old. Because we had those boom mics... Yeah. Those those extended kind of, what are they, anti-vibration mics? It's what we were using when the fire started. I was using this one. No. I wasn't? No, remember they, they those big arms that extended out? Oh, yeah, yeah. Those big mic stands that extended out? I do out. remember that. So that's actually old, old. Yeah, 19-0-something. Yeah, and it's not a... It's not brand new, but it's nice. It's cleaned up. Serviceable. I think uh, one of our friends from church snagged it when he was walking through the rubble. Yeah. And cleaned it up. I'm not sure why you're using it, but it's... Um, just wanted to? I think it, I thought it would be easier than the boom mic that I've been using. Or the... Doesn't look like it. Floor mic. Well, I'm leaning forward. Yeah, you look uncomfortable. I, I am, but I can hold this position for 30 minutes. That's it. So we can't yeah. go any longer than if that. If I start, back starts hurting and that kind of stuff, I'll give you the, let's cut it off signal. Yeah, and if you start, like, talking elsewhere where we can't hear you, I'll say, hey, get back to the mic. Yeah, that's true. Think you'll use it next time? Yeah, but I think I'll work on it between now and then. Hmm. Still needs to be a little taller. Yeah. Because your desk is too short. Makeshift studio, man. What can I say? Okay. We should have added that to our needs and wants list. A studio. Wow. Why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Too late now. Um, We have covered the last several episodes, the nature, person, and work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. So uh, very, very briefly, we have covered the triune God, the Father, yes, the Son, yeah. the Holy Spirit. And we're, though all theology is grounded and doctrine is grounded in the person of God, we're kind of coming away from them individually. Correct. And we're now moving into um, other things. Well, this, this week and is actions. Uh, common grace. Common is the subject grace for this week. Can can grace be common? It's extraordinary. It is, yes, but that's not what it means. It's astounding. There is that's no such thing means. as common, ordinary, plain Jane grace. Because there's no plain Jane, common, ordinary God. Any act of grace that comes is from God extraordinary. is yes, astounding, unfathomable. But this common means it's for everyone, not just his chosen, not just those who Jesus died for. 
Interesting. Interesting, yes. So you're saying... I'm saying it rains on the just and the unjust. You give me a look. I'm trying to think of a question. Well, there's a scripture. There's a scripture that pertains to that. Well, I know that, yeah. It rains on the just and the unjust. But the commonality here... Let me read the definition from Grudem's book. Common grace... Excuse me. Common grace is the grace of God by which he gives people innumerable blessings that are not part of salvation. Uh. The word common here means something that is common to all people and is not restricted to believers or to the elect only. Okay, so we are not talking about saving grace. That is the other side of the grace coin, yes. So we're talking about the n- the natural grace of God's character. He's gracious. It's an attribute of God. He's gracious right, right. in who he is. And so that grace plays out in everything. It, you know, I think, honestly, this comes back to, or at least should start with, kind of this basic understanding that all things come from the hand of God. Yes. I think we could surmise that. I mean, and it's not just that God provides for Christians. It's that everybody has uh, their sustenance and owes their sustenance to God. He sustains. Right. But they don't recognize it. Right. Most of them don't. But as creator and human beings being creation, every human being gets its life and is sustained by and all the other things that they have, they get all of that by God, whether or not they acknowledge that. And that's right. common grace. Yes. He lets that every person breathe. Uh, the sun rises and sets. That's um, it does. He offers food and clothing to people. And we see beauty. And, yep. and everybody appreciates that. And one of the things you said recently within the last two weeks. I said it on this podcast? I don't think so. I think you just said it to me. Mm. that a lot of the uh, the wonderful things that God has created that magnifies his glory help people to realize there is a God and that he's out there. It doesn't yeah, save that, them. That wasn't me. That was the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 1. I didn't even remember seeing the Apostle Paul. much less hear him speak well that's what he says that's Romans chapter 1 maybe you are reiterating it maybe but you know it's true a lot of what we see the beauty of his handiwork the Uh majesty of his mountains the sunrise and the sunset shouting for joy Uh all of that that we see uh, the heavens declaring his glory they all draw people to God, but it doesn't save them. Right. But it makes them aware that God is there. And then when they hear the gospel, hopefully they'll tie the two together and realize that God provided more than just beautiful sunrises and sunsets. He provided his own son. Yeah. But so, those beautiful sunsets and things, those are... His general goodness, his his general grace. Common grace? His common grace uh, <laughs> being extended to people. Yeah. And the fact that the world doesn't spin off its axis is a, is a grace of God. Another grace of God would be 
he doesn't uh, quickly uh, punish us for our sin. Right. He's long suffering. Yeah. And I think that helps people, uh, gives them time to repent. You know, and there are other specific ones. Um, Marriage is a common grace. Yeah. Family. Though not everybody's married. Having kids, though not everybody can have kids. That's a common grace. Things that are good that he bestows upon believer and unbeliever alike. Sure. Another one would be morality. Yes. Everybody has the, except for a few, the <laughs> idea that uh, you shouldn't kill somebody. Yeah. Or you shouldn't yeah. steal their yeah. possessions. Yeah. I think those things are the laws that God wrote on the heart of every individual. And that's common grace. Yeah. Friends. I mean, all, all sorts of things. Um, and, you know, I think one of the good discussions about this, though, is I, I would be very slow to bring material things into this equation as if material things equate God's common grace. I agree because it seems like those who are outside of God's control, those who are not Christians, sometimes are the richest people there are. Sometimes the wisest people there are. Well, and there's no there's no inherent need or necessity in it. I mean, there's there are people all over the world who are in poverty but yes, still yes. have the common graces of God extended to them. Right. That's true. And so I, I wouldn't say, I guess I want to clarify when I'm talking about common grace, I'm not talking about uh, you having a BMW or you having a bunch of money in the bank account or uh, living in this, you know, um, first world kind of sense where we have access to all these material things, anything we could really want or dream of. That's that's not what I mean by common grace. Okay. I mean those those things that God kind of generally bestows upon humanity as a benevolent act, as a, as a loving father okay. or a loving yeah. creator upon creation. Things yeah. we need to survive, things we need to continue going, but things even that we get to enjoy, the fact that we even experience happiness right, is right. a common grace. And sometimes, uh, Grudem brought it out in his chapter here, that God can use the church to extend his common grace yeah. to those in need. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, most of your orphanages, most of your uh, good deed yeah. projects that are out there, uh, the disaster relief team, Yeah. Uh, it all extends God's grace to those who are not his children. So there's a kind of a broader concept then of common grace, like rain. Yeah. Watering the earth, rain on the just and the unjust, like you said. But then also maybe specific acts of common grace where, yeah, God does use the church or use this or that to bless certain people at a certain time just right, as an act right. of grace, benevolence. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we can we can extend what we've experienced to the to the lost or to those mm-hmm. our neighbors who may not be believers. Mm hmm. Uh, and hopefully they will see that that source of that is is our love for them because of God's love for us. Yeah. Now, we talked a little bit at the beginning of why we call this common grace, because we see that God is the source of all things as creator, as God himself. Um, 
everything comes from him. But I think there's another reason it's called grace. And it's because God could just do away with us. He could give us what we deserve. Right. He could, it's because he of could, his grace he doesn't. Right. He could remove his benevolent hand. Yeah. Uh, and, and creation just be done with. Or he could uh, let creation continue to descend into rapid chaos and, and the, you know, general benefits of human life mean nothing or the sun stop rising or setting or whatever it is. Um, he has that prerogative, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm glad that God doesn't give us our deservings. Yeah. Because I deserve punishment and I don't deserve his mercy. Yeah. And he could at any moment, he could have just said, this is this is enough. Oh, that's a bad one. I'm going to pluck him out of there. But his, or just do away but with his long suffering allowed me to stay. Yeah, or just do away with, with it all entirely or completely yeah uh, say i'm not gonna sustain anymore i'm not gonna provide anymore i'm not gonna uh bless or care for these people anymore i'm just gonna let it die out there's a number of things i'm just saying it's another reason it's called grace is because these are things that we're not worthy of even existing because we've been sinful uh, we're not even worthy to exist we're not even worthy for our next breath that God gives us. But he does, and that's grace. Right, right. But you know, an unbeliever doesn't see that. Right. Unbeliever believes or thinks that they've earned it, that they've, I'm a good person. Uh, if they think of that at all, right? I, I would even say most people don't even give a thought to the fact that they are being given oxygen and breath. Well, I think it almost takes a, a relationship with God and with the creator to realize this is one of his blessings. He's believed, he's breathed into us the breath of life. And now we have a relationship. We have all these blessings from him. And we, we start becoming a little bit more humble. We're, yeah. we're kind of getting ourselves out of the way. And we're saying, I deserve punishment for my sins but by God's love and mercy and grace he allowed his son to carry that for me but uh, a non-believer doesn't believe they've sinned at all yeah a lot of times you you ask somebody you know I, I read a scripture to uh, somebody once it says if my people will uh, uh, turn from their wicked ways humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways then will I redeem their land and and give healing to their land. And when I read that to this individual, the individual said, I'm not wicked. Yeah. And and that's the way I view myself. Yeah. That's not the way he views himself. Yep. And so I think as, as a believer, we realize uh, we're low lives. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying yeah. to think of a really cool word to say there, but... Uh, you know, I think also as un, or as believers, we should be quick to praise God for his common grace. We should thank him for the rain. Yeah, we should thank yeah. him for the sunshine. We should thank him for the provisions that he's given to us. That's why Christians traditionally pray before every meal, or not just to ask a blessing on the food, but to thank God 
for providing for us yet again. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, one of the things that I've started saying in the mornings when I make my bacon and eggs. No bacon uh, in my eggs. <laughs> but I thank God for his provision. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to take things for granted because he's good to us. Right. Everything comes from the hand of the Lord. And just because he lets us experience some of these graces regularly, like eating yeah. or having sunshine or whatever it is, doesn't mean they're any less an act of his grace that's worthy of gratitude and praise. Right. I think taste buds are a major grace from God. Yeah, absolutely. Taste buds. I mean, we get to he's enjoy given us food. the ability to savor sweets or steaks or hamburgers or bacon or whatever your heart desires. Yeah. You can flavor those. I mean, you can sense the flavoring. Oh, I need a little more salt on this. Yeah, it's just right. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of neat the way God has even blessed us in the very small things like little taste buds. You think the Israelites, uh, when they got tired of eating manna, that was part of it? They just wanted variety? Maybe. Just want to taste something else. Oh, this manna, I have it every day, morning, evening, and night. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Talk about. I need something different. Talk about provision. I mean, it just falls into your lap every day. Yeah. And it's it kind of tasted like honey, I think. For 40 years. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't, I, I don't, I mean. So I guess if I had strawberry shortcake for three meals a day for 40 years, I might go on, man, this stuff is terrible. Yeah, but well, you. it's really delicious. You but know. you shouldn't question God's provision in that moment. My goodness, he provided every day for 40 years. It hadn't skipped a beat. Right, right. We've never run out. Hmm. But that's our selfishness getting in the way here. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, probably the reason that we're not quick to recognize or to praise God and thank him for these common graces. Uh, we just think it's owed to us or it's just a part yeah, of life yeah. or whatever it is. I mean, out here where we're at, we don't get rain very much. Not, not, lately, not no. like we want. I have a farmer and I tell you one thing, farmers pray more than anybody else. Because yeah, they're they, either praying for rain or they're praying for it to stop. Yeah, because they they need God to provide for their needs. Yeah, well, I'm daily, ju- and uh, we do too. But they see it in their crops. But I'm thinking even just how how we should just so be enthralled with God's blessing when it rains. I mean, yeah. all of us. Yeah, you know that that uh, big reservoir in California that was going dry. They've, they've been in a drought for so long, this massive water source. No, I'm not familiar. Well, I forgot the name. I just read it this morning. Well, you got, you're got you one up on me. I don't know its name either, but. it uh, It's been going dry, like alarmingly dry uh, for several years Is now. Is it a water source for a city or something? Yeah, several. And. Um, I would be worried too. In the last year, I mean, like they're they're finding bodies and stuff and cars and boats because the lake has gone so dry and the the amount of water available they were just like we're this isn't going to be good we don't have a, a way to water this right, region right uh and then california got this massive storm and the lake's at 100% now 
I mean, years of a drought that's brought it down to like emergency kind of levels. All of a sudden, in one storm, God fills it back up. God can do that. And I just remember praying this morning, just thank you, God, for doing that. Like you you brought this snow and this rain and all this other stuff and, and it caused damage in certain areas, which isn't good, you know. Correct, correct. But it also provided water for that region again. It filled right. that lake up in just a matter of weeks. And it's just like, that's a common grace. That's what I thought this morning. I thought, man, it's just God's goodness. Right. Even when like, <clears throat> I remember at times praying uh, and thanking God when a child's found. The child's been missing or something oh, and yeah. they're found and reunited yeah. with their family. Or you read something on the news, somebody you don't even know, in a maybe even a place or part of the world you've never been and it's something really good. And you're just like, man, thank you, God, for making that happen. Right. It's God's common grace to humanity. He's He's bringing about goodness even though the world has fallen. Right. And even to fallen, not that we're not fallen creatures, but I'm the unsaved yeah. fallen creatures. Yeah, we're the, the saved fallen creatures. Right. They, they may not, you know, some people may not thank God or praise God for any of that ever. But we should as Christians, right? right. You know, this lake that gets refilled. And that we should, should bring be thanking us to God. the point where we're just, if we're not Christians, we should desire him. It should bring us to that point. Yeah. Well, it should, yeah. It should. But our hardened flesh, flesh it doesn't, doesn't let us see. Right. Well, you made it. Does your back hurt? Uh, my neck's getting a little stiff, yeah. Hmm. Just kidding. Stiff neck Larry. No, it's just just leaning forward a little bit. That doesn't hurt. You know, God, uh, when when God would talk bad about Israel, that's what he'd call them. Stiff neck. Stiff neck people. I can be that way. I think that means stubborn. I can be that way. Yeah, I think in America we have this weird concept of stubbornness as a good thing. Almost like a possible virtue. Yeah, I think in some areas it might be. Doesn't seem to be that way with I God. don't want us to be easily swayed from what God's taught us. That's conviction. And that's what I'm saying. That's I, not I, stubbornness. I think there should be a difference between conviction and stubbornness. Oh, okay. And I think God, when he's calling Israel stiff-necked people, I mean, even, even Stephen uses it in Acts 7. Yeah. Stiff-necked people. Stubborn. Anyways, that's, I guess neither here nor there. So you're stiff-necked. Well, I'm saying you made it. That's where. That's how I got here. I am, and I'm probably a little bit stubborn as well. Well, um, I hope today's discussion. This is this is my goal uh, for those listening for myself. That it would help us to be quick to realize God's common grace, general goodness, right in the but world. He's very good, and to thank Him and praise Him for it. I mean, even if it's not specific to us or even our community or whatever, anytime we see something good, we can know that it, it comes from God's grace. And we as God's people should be thanking him for it. So if you read of a lake being filled up from after a drought or rain coming in and, and watering crops or families being reunited or whatever it is, those are reasons to thank God for his grace to humanity. Right, right. 
He is a good God. Yeah. And he cares for us. And he does. But he's a just God. Yeah. And we'll kind of get into that maybe next week. Yeah. Because common grace is kind of his general care as a creator over creation. Um, but that won't pardon anybody of their sins. Right. And that's what really matters. Yeah. And that's where we're coming up to. Uh, coming up to the part of grace that is not common. No, it's specific. Specific grace. Saving grace. Saving grace. Yeah. Holy grace. Yeah. But it's the grace that has brought us to a position of salvation. Yes. And we'll, I think we'll be on that grace for maybe four or five weeks. We should. It's worth we it. We should. It's got several different elements to it, and I think we need to dive in deeply. Well, make sure that you visit our website, DoctrineDoxology.com, and there you can find some other things going on in this ministry. We are right now taking donations for our next pastor's cohort. Uh, If you're curious as to what that is, you can find out more about that on our website, DoctrineDoxology.com, as well as links to all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also find under the cohort, pastor's cohort tab, um, under the what it is section, you can find out the books that we give away to these pastors and see uh, that they actually cover some really important areas of pastoral ministry. And this is, again, open to any kind of church leader uh, who wants to invest back into the church. And right now, we would love for you to prayerfully consider donating to that cause so that we can help build up these pastors who in turn will build up healthy churches. Right. Can uh, also these pastors that you're speaking of, they can let us know they would like to have some of these materials. Is that not correct? Yeah. Yeah, they can apply here pretty soon um, and and join the cohort. Cool. I even like to say that word. Cohort or cool? Both. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. Somebody needs to say it. Okay, let me pray. Father, we are truly grateful because of your wonderful, amazing grace that you've given us so freely. We're thankful for the, the stars in the sky and the sunrise and the sunset and the majesty of your creation in whole. Uh, we just are so awed by you because you're an awe-inspiring God, and we love you. And we thank you for the gift of salvation, the precious uh, blood of your Son who died for our sins especially during this size, this season where we celebrate your son's resurrection. Uh, so we pray that you be with each church during this time and help with the gospel to be clearly uh, expounded. Uh, help us to walk with you in holiness and live for you daily and share your love with those who are lost. In Jesus' name, amen.